So true. black women oftentimes preach about like, you know, oh, black men, this black men, that they need to go get therapy. But then when a brother go gets, gets therapy, then you weaponize that and use it against him. Because mm. in my mind, it's been told for me that this is how a man is supposed to act. Whether mm. I had a father in my life, whether I had a, pro a proper male example, this is what society told me a man is supposed to be. So if you don't fall into these stereotypes, you're less of a man. Absolutely, <laughs> we could we could definitely do that. That's 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 a bet. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm, a, I'm always down for that. Hair. <laughs> hey Drew, for real though, did you use did you use a toothbrush to lay that drink down? Hey, bro, I did, use a, I did like, use a toothbrush. Hey, I did use this a guy. Toothbrush. Hey, Drew, you got hey, my toothbrush game crazy. Look at edge control on Troy. Edge control over there. Hey, bro, my uh, toothbrush game crazy. My boy said, hey, "I'm about to crush him with this." <laughs> I, hey, your lace is a menace to society. Bro. Hey, a huge menace to society, bro. A huge menace to society. Uh, the killer lace is definitely that. a menace. Uh. Hey, yo, what's going on, man? We back for another episode, another edition of the Manly D's podcast. I'm your host, Melly Mel. You know, join me as always. We got Husky and Bearded, aka Baby Hair, aka yes, Dr. Jumar. What's cracking? You know, we got Dr. Life Coach Lace in the building. And you know, we got your boy T. Roy, aka Pastor Troy. What's happening? We here, man. We back. We in man. here. We here. We back. Uh, uh why man. uh baby hair? Baby Bro, hair. Bro, why did you do that? Look, I need to know before we dive in. Why, why did you do that? Yeah. Now, in his defense. Bruh. In his defense, as a person who used to have braids back in the day, he probably just Troy took off his do rag. He probably just took off his do rag and his joints is laying down like that. Nah, but bro, I, I wouldn't put no, it that past that, Drew. No, that ain't it. I wouldn't put as it past somebody that Drew. used to have dreads. As somebody that used to have dreads, it don't just do that. Hey, for somebody <laughs> with my something. texture of hair that has locks, it does do that sometimes. This guy, I know that you laid that Drake down. Absolutely, he did. Hey, bro, no, no but I got assistant. But no I got reason. assistance with my satin scarf. I had assistance last night with my satin scarf. Fornication. Let's go. What's what we talking about? <laughs> hey, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. If a shorty do got satin pillow sheets, I already know what's up, bro. I know what that. Want to protect her hair? Nah, bro. Most joints either just got a bonnet. She got a satin pillow sheets, and that means I know what time it is. Why are you this in her guy. bedroom? But you also, hey, minister. why hey, you in her bedroom? Game. His free game. It ain't no Get free game. Get you some satin pillowcases. Troy blocking you, yo. Troy blocking you. Get right you now. some satin pillowcases. <laughs> Troy is trying hard to block you right now, yo. Troy, Troy, Troy was flipped like, the switch. He flipped the switch. He said, uh oh. Uh oh. No. I hear Get sin. Out the Troy. I, I hear was, sin. Troy, I was talking about before, bro. Not now, bro. Oh, okay. Well. All it's right. too late now. You done already told everybody how to fornicate. Exactly. You, you, I ain't telling them how to fornicate. backwards, bro. <laughs> All day. <laughs> I'm about to start calling Mel and Troy the uh, the clergy police. <laughs> you know what? Forgive us for having you know love in our heart and holding Here you accountable. Here, Here we go. Here us, we go. Accountability. Here we go. Here we go. It's fine, bro. It's okay. Forgive hey, us for caring about your witness, hey, bro. Proverbs today was talking about <laughs> Proverbs today was talking about a, a fool. A fool rejects reproof and discipline. Mm. Say so, mm. Troy. Say so, Pastor. 
You know why Drew don't know that verse? You know why Drew don't know that verse? Because he's so focused on Proverbs 22, 19 that he don't focus on nothing else. What's that? What's 22, 19? He's 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 so he's so worried about a quarrelsome wife than he is that he don't even have. (laughs) Hey yo, I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. The the whole um hair episode got people weak, bro. Like people are really talking about that. What they saying, what they talking about. Like, hey, Drew, I, I don't know about that once a week washing my hair type situation. Whatever he threw out there, I said, hey, the man got that's that man's standards. That's so what standard. you want me to do? What you hey, want bro. me to do? Excuse excuse me before people start looking it up. It won't 22. <laughs> it's actually 2119. So before y'all go looking it up. Mel, Mel quote me, wrong scripture, man. God, God. I just quoted. I quoted you, bro. I just I just fixed it. I knew what I was saying. Anybody who's been in church know what I'm saying. If you ain't, mm-hmm. I'm correcting it for you. 2119 because I know y'all going to look it up. Blessed be, blessed. But that's why he don't know that Troy. But it's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all finished. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. I'm just gonna let y'all do y'all, bro. <laughs> go ahead. You the Black. only one I know that be like, hey, y'all. I just want to share this with y'all because I know that y'all gonna keep me on the right track, and I need Troy to be my spiritual barometer. And, and immediately, when did I say that, bro? When did I say that, bro? When did I say that, bro? And look, and then as soon as and then as soon as we start doing it, he calling us the clergy police, and we yep. getting on his nerves, CP. and he holding bro. us back, and this and that. Look, bro, I just, hey, bro, I made it. I made an assessment, bro. I just made an assessment, bro. And that's all we doing. Cool, we bro. making an assessment. I, I told you from now on, I'm in my bag, bro. I'm no longer. In hey, the bro. I take Paul's advice in Thessalonians when he said, "Do a day's work and mind your own affairs," bro. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's that's my news. The Bureau right of there. Clergy Police. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what hey, was you about I, to say? Can I say something real quick? Yo, yeah, Troy. We wanna well, we wanna give a man cave, uh, manly deeds shout out and celebration to our homeboy, Doctor Life Coach Lace. He has uh, received his elevation at work. Ah, he has, uh-huh. he has okay. become uh. he has become vice pharaoh at the at the job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I was actually bragging about you uh, because I was telling somebody I was like, "Yo, this cat told." the president what his title should be absolutely and she was like all right yeah go ahead that's a go we in there that's a go that's wild i've actually done that before so i ain't mad at that lace gotta hey, keep, lace, gotta keep the linkedin clean bro gotta keep hey, the linkedin you, clean it's lace, always you definitely always put me on, on bro what i do you gave me the title for my gig i ain't gonna say it out loud for cats be looking uh, me up but I they took it. their junk oh well okay <laughs> well congratulations that's what's up that's what's up <laughs> That's what's up. I appreciate. We don't that. have. A, I appreciate that. We need to have an episode of uh, uh, of of employment uh, advice with life life coach Lace. I think uh, if we put together uh, a master class within an hour with life life coach Lace, and if y'all want part two, y'all got to pay for part two. But y'all can get absolutely. We can free. do it. We can do it. We can. Yeah, do it's it. gonna we, be a we four part series. Up. We need it all. We it's all be a about four leveling part. up. Well, not let me not say a four part series. It'll be a four chapter series within the hour because each of us could do a chapter on either what to do or what not to do. Sure, because Troy could have a ten minute segment on what not to do. (laughs) 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 Drew could do a ten minute segment on knowing how to don't sleep in the handicap. Yeah, for sure. 
Drew can do it. Drew Drew can do ten to fifteen on how to submit claims and paperwork against the leadership. <laughs> Hey, bro, I don't know what he's talking about, bro. I don't know what he's talking about, bro. And then I'll show y'all how to get how to get out of your write-ups. I, I'll do 10 to 15 on getting out of your write-ups, bro. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll get y'all oh right, gosh. bro. A little seven-part series, man. That's, hey, that's I feel like we say this all, I say this all the time, but I think because we missed last week, it really does feel like a month and a half since we like talked to each other. Sure. Like we doing right now uh, with everybody being busy. I know I was part of the problem, um, but it, it wasn't a problem. It was a good time. I went uh, deep sea fishing with my dad. Um, I was saying you was in the middle of the I, Atlantic I, I catching dolphins. In the middle of the Atlantic, bro. Nigga <laughs> 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 was catching flippers. <laughs> hey, I ain't never been deep sea fishing before, bro. My dad hit me up and was like, Hey, let's celebrate our birthday this year uh, since we hadn't done that in a while. For those who don't know, me and my dad have the same birthday as well as the same name. Um, so we usually don't get to celebrate our birthday that often. So this year he was like he wanted to do something to celebrate our birthday. So he was like, let's go deep sea fishing or whatever. And I had never been deep sea fishing before. So I was, I was you know, I wasn't going to say I'm all about it, but I was down to do something new. Um, so we we went out that joint. <clears throat> and when they said deep sea, they meant deep sea because I was re- literally in the middle of the Atlantic. Uh, ocean. I couldn't see land and nothing like that. And at first, I was a little nervous to be out there because all you start thinking about is if a storm come or weather come. We on this mm-hmm. <laughs> little. It wasn't a little boat, but it was a a little boat. A little boat know, to be so. in the middle of the Atlantic. <laughs> to be in the middle of the Atlantic, right? So <laughs> my man was out there on the lost Ant- Atlantis. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it was fun though. Like it was. It was fun. I made sure to load up on Dremelme. I ain't want to get seasick or nothing like that. Mm. So mm-hmm. uh, we actually had to get to the marina at like four o'clock in the morning, four forty five in the morning we left out like five and rolled out like two hours into the middle of the ocean uh it was pretty much out there all day um but it was a good time man my dad had fun i had fun caught some fish i would have never imagined catching in my life just enjoying the experience or yeah. whatever so yeah yeah nah, it was a good time it was a good time so did That's y'all bring up. the fish back to have uh filleted and, and cook oh cook? yes sir oh, okay okay oh yes sir so uh we ended up catching uh we ended up catching four wahoo um Y'all look it up. I can't really explain what it is, but it's a pretty big fish. I had never seen one before. Uh, so we caught four of them joints. Uh, we caught three tuna, uh, yellowfin tuna, and then we also uh, actually caught two marlins. So I actually caught a blue oh, marlin. Oh, okay. you caught a marlin? Very, yeah, caught a marlin, which is very rare. I didn't even know that that was a rare thing. I didn't know that, you know, I thought it was, you know, commonplace. I'd never done it before. So uh, on my first time, I caught a marlin. And then I learned once we got back to Marina that you actually can get a plaque in a citation from the state of North Carolina for, for catching one. So I actually went to fill out the paperwork and they're supposed to mail me a plaque. So let's go a certified Marlin Fisher. Now for those who don't Man, know, they about the FBI about to show up in his career. This nigga about to get, get us canceled by Peter, bro. <laughs> Reach out to me for your advice, tips on fishing, whatever you need. I got you. You know, I'm certified. Just letting y'all know, add that to my, my wall of accomplishments, whatever. Um, but no, it it was glad to be out. I was actually glad to be in the middle of the ocean because mm. my cell phone didn't work. I ain't have no reception. I couldn't tap into nothing. I literally just had to be, you know, present and enjoy the moment, uh, which is not something I get to do often. So, um, I actually enjoy being out there all day. But then as soon as you get back to the dock, your phone start going off the world, yeah. come back, you know, mm-hmm. to you, my phone started going crazy, whatever. But for the few hours I was out there. 
it was straight. Uh, and then it was good for me to just talk to my dad. You know, I, I think that's something that we as kids take for granted sometimes, you know, so being able to being able to talk to your parents or even have a parent available to talk mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying it's something that people don't really have. So, um, you know, now that I'm older, me and my dad get to have more man talk because we pretty much on the same wavelength, you know, like we grown men with wives and kids and stuff like that. So it's a different conversation. And he was kind of just asking me how I've been doing. You know, and I was sharing with him, you know, some of the challenges that I was having, you know, mentally, just like we were talking about on the podcast and stuff like that. So I usually talk to him about that stuff because he he get me right. <clears throat> and he was really t- uh, stressing to me the importance of learning how to enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said, I'm, I'm so focused on trying to get to where I'm going that I'm not appreciating where I am right now. Ooh. Y'all kind of said that to me in, in another mm-hmm. way. Come on, you know, MB2. Before, sometimes. Pour life into him, MB2. Pour life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, he was on me. He, he was on me. He was like, uh, he's like, just enjoy the moments. He was like, because you're looking at your, your, your end destination about where you're trying to get, but he said you're not realizing, you know, where you are now is not where you used to be. He was mm-hmm. like, so mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. to take account into all those things, whatever. So it was, it was good to just talk to him, you know, hear his perspective. And then, uh, you know, he, 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 he let me know that he saw me. And, you know, I, I appreciate that as a son and him saying, you know, like he was proud of me and proud of what I was doing and proud of where I am and all, and all that type of stuff made me really feel seen. You know, it helped me out a lot with my struggle. And I say, honestly, since I've been back home since the fishing trip, I haven't had no problem sleeping. You know, like I've been able to sleep. Mm, you know what I'm saying? That boy, like, hey, all like my that, boy so. needed was to be seen, bro. Hey, hey, hey seen, all my bro. boy needed was to be seen. <laughs> and, and I must say, that goes back to an original episode. It was between one and 10. We talked about affirmation. Mel yes. was like, he ain't oh, need yeah, no yeah. effort. All my boy wanted. Did no, you jump I off? didn't hey, say that. Let, him let did. Him did. We all did. Before you do that. Let me ask you this, though, man. Let me ask you this, though, man. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Did you jump off the boat like Lieutenant Dan when he was seen by Ford on the boat? Did you jump off the boat? Hell Hell no. Lieutenant Dan. No. I did not say that I don't need affirmation. I actually said that yes, the one did, bro. Oh said, I, gosh, I said that the one piece of affirmation listen, that I actually, go back and listen for yourself. Just go back and, and listen. When you go back and listen to it, you'll hear me say that the only time I ever appreciated affirmation was just that hat tip from my dad that basically just says, I'm proud of you. Just like all hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just what I'm saying. You got what you got you got you got poured into as you needed. So That's when all you I'm go saying. back and listen to it, I'm consistent. Thirty seven episodes, I'm consistent. So I feel it, bro. Anyway. I feel it. Hey, That's I why I don't be vulnerable with y'all. Hey, y'all I just want to add anybody who can partake of deep sea fishing can wear Birkenstocks and more fact. than likely probably That's own a pair. I'm sure Mel, I'm sure Mel was out there on his uh thuggish ruggish bone, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure he was on his his uh <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I was halfway put together, bro. When I went out there, I actually wore the the Sperry the Sperry boot, the waterproof boots or whatever. And uh Sharita then was frying me up talking about some I'ma look like a coon when I get on the boat because don't nobody wear <laughs> uh, <laughs> waterproof boat shoes on the boat or whatever. And I said, look, these are waterproof. I don't expect my feet to be dipping in water. If my feet is dipping in water all day, I'm on the wrong boat and we in trouble. Nigga, so you if, drowning. If, if, you, if your feet is <laughs> dipping in water, <laughs> you drowning. <laughs> Look, it's wraps. I wore, the Sperry, I wore the Sperry boots. And guess what? When I got on the boat, the uh, the mate and his assistant, guess what they had on? <laughs> the mate. Sperry boots. 
<laughs> water boat boots. Yeah, they weren't the scary, but they were the similar to my jacket. No, nigga, the captain. So the captain was driving the boat, and the mate was helping us with the stuff. What is wrong with this dude, bro? What is wrong with you, this nigga dude? was on a pirate ship? This nigga was on a pirate ship, bro. He said the captain and the mate. Lace, just because it's not a pirate ship, don't mean that there's not bro. captains and mates, bro. The captain drive the boat, and the mate helped the people on the boat. See, this is why I can't do nothing new. With oh, you, you can't be great. You can't be. I can't, great, be I can't talk about. It. I can't do nothing new. Just know I did mate. something different, bro. I that, went no, deep sea fishing, which was uncharacteristic for me. And I realized I'm just getting older, bro. I'm just going to have fun. I'm doing all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Bro, no, all I'm, I'm happy stuff, that you're able to. I'm happy you're able to do that, man. That, that's what it is. Those those moments you you cherish and you remember that for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I learned this past week was if you live your life comparing yourself, you shouldn't live your life comparing yourself to other people. You should be comparing yourself to your old self. Mm-hmm. And if you, the only competition you, is you, man. Exactly. And if you've grown in comparison to where you've been, then you've definitely have gotten better. So shout out to uh, MB2 for pouring into mail what we've been trying to pour into because he got a thick skull. He don't want to hear it from us. But, you know, I guess his dad is somebody special. So I ain't going to be too mad about that. Nah, MB Dub. MB Dub is a smooth dude, man. I listen to y'all sometimes. Sometimes it take a minute. Sometimes it's immediate. It just depends on what we talking about. All okay, of us, bro. all of us are hard headed in our own ways. All sure. of us are hard headed in our own That's ways. True. Uh, probably Drew the most hard headed of all of us. But... <laughs> I knew this. I knew this nigga was gonna say something. <laughs> I knew this nigga was gonna say something. But all of us are hard headed in our own ways. So That's just it. it is what it is, man. We hear what we want to hear. Hey, Lace, what was that word that you say you wanted to say today on the uh, potty? Oh, our word of the week? Yeah, Magnanimous, man. Magnanimous is the word of the week. I forgot to look it up beforehand. Uh, but magnanimous. I'm determined to use it in a sentence. Generous or forgiving, especially towards a rival or a less powerful person. Magnanimous. we mm. Yeah, magnanimous. Now, where have you been Magnanimous. Every day, what you mean? (laughs) This guy, I have a magnanimous nature. (laughs) I had that's my new word for the week. I had a situation at work one time where, um, one of my coworkers planned an event, uh, that involved me, but did not, but did not ask me to be a part of the planning process and then expected me to show up and do a part. I said, no, sir, that ain't mm-hmm. how it worked. That ain't how it worked. And so I, I had a little attitude, but then I realized I, I became magnanimous. Mm-hmm. I, I realized I was like, you know what? Sometimes people just need to be in charge of something. Go ahead. You could be in yeah, charge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just let you know, I'm going to support you from a distance because I wasn't a part of the planning. I think it's going to fail. And I, I don't want to be a part of that, but I want you to do everything you could do, boo boo. So let me supply you with all the things you, you need. A PowerPoint? Uh, oh yeah, here go the PowerPoint. Uh, you you need some points that you need to add it. Oh yeah, here you go, Troy. Can you come and speak? I'll be at the crib, man. I'm straight. I got a bad bike. I got a bad bike. I got, I got a, a bad, bad bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> I 
can't make it today. Got a bad. So day. how did that? How did that feel for you, Troy? Because I know that you're someone who really cares about community and generosity and helping other people and stuff like that, and you really actually do have a genuine desire to be, you know, uh, helpful and liked, you know, by others and stuff like that. So how did it feel for you to be kind of? Uh, Petty for for change. Ah uh, ha ha! I don't classify it as being petty. Actually, what I classified as me protecting my protecting me and mm. helping myself be able to uh, accept what is going on. Because um, one thing that I've grown to be, which is a bad trait, is um, I take on other people's responsibilities and make them my own. And that is completely unhealthy. I do believe ah, that yeah, yeah. I do believe that there are times in which we could, we should, you know, help people out when they can't help themselves. I can, I can completely understand. Um, but at the point where I am, uh, becoming anxious and stressful and things of that nature, that's when I realize, okay, I'm too attached. I'm too close to this situation. I need to withdraw. And so uh, in order for me to withdraw, I just I, it's like a, it's, it's low key like a switch that I just have to switch on and be like, hey, you know, you got it. And then I'm be honest with you, even though I hit the switch, it doesn't mean that I don't still feel that anxiety. It doesn't still it doesn't mean that I don't I don't feel that stress. Um, but what I do feel more of, I feel more peace um, despite of me not having that stress. So because uh, prior I had no peace. Now I have more peace and I have joy also, mm -hmm. uh, which are two um, two words that uh, don't necessarily mean that everything's OK. What they're basically Bad. saying is despite chaos that is going on around me, I choose not to allow that chaos to overwhelm me. So mm -hmm. that's how I was able to be magnanimous in that situation. Absolutely. And I'll be honest with you. As easy as it as easy as it is for me to explain that, it doesn't mean that it's still easy for me to accept it because I'm. This is new. This is new grounds. This is new territory for your boy, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and so I'm still growing in that area. So, yeah. Hey, that's what's up though, because I know that was hard for you. That's why I'm asking you about it because I know you really be you be adamant, bro. Like. <laughs> Like even so, I even use this as an example. Me and Drew be going back and forth a lot just because we both strong minded about the stuff that we talk about. So me and Drew be going back. We argue for 10 minutes. <clears throat> we'll argue for 10 minutes in the in the chat. And when it's over with, we both be fine. But Troy be like, hey man, y'all need to reach out to each other and do we need to have a Troy be like, like Troy be like, did good? you reach out to Drew, man, and just and just check on him? I'd be like, man, that nigga fine, bro. We do this all the time. He gonna hit me up later. I'm gonna hit him up later. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Troy is really concerned. Troy really be concerned. I'd yep. be like, bro, this is every other day. Yep. Hey, bro, we went to Troy's house one time, bro, just to chop it up, bro. And me and Mel got into it, bro. Nigga Troy hit me up a couple of days later. He was like, you, you and Mel still friends? What are you talking about, nigga? <laughs> he was like, it got kind of... Now, this is short. It got kind of raw back there. Like, I mean, it was, it was a lot of tension. Now, listen, I had pause, pause, two pause. One, I didn't say raw. Let me not. I did not yes, say that. Bro. I got yes, the text message. That sounds like a Troy word, Drew. That it, do sound like a Troy word. You said it in person, bro, because I came to your crib. It's on my Android. I know exactly where it's at. I know, I'll, I'll pull it up. But anyway, yeah, man, I had never experienced y'all's relationship like that before. I never knew that that is normal. That is, that's normal for y'all. So when I witnessed it, I was like, yo, this is 
this is kind of like weird. And I was right there in the middle of it. And I was like, man, I got to make peace because he's supposed to be brothers. And that's you know, exactly T what he's he'll doing. Be, he'll brothers smack a nigga in the chair and then give him an edge up. So, you know, or he'll wait till uh, <laughs> he'll wait till the conference Troy, uh, lays and then check right. me at the table. Hey, yo, my man, what you did last year that just I won't feel in that. You know what I'm I saying? Didn't appreciate so, that. hey, I feel it. I feel it. Hey, that's what's up. So we're going to keep the ball rolling, man. We're going to move over to our, our new segment. Uh, I don't, we don't know if y'all like it or not yet. I don't think we got a feedback on it, but we're going to keep it rolling anyway. And that's the I Know You Effing Lying segment. And that's what we talk about. Wild, outlandish things that we've either seen or experienced. To either you know, get a couple laughs to just throw it out to y'all. Uh, so Bonkers. I think we got two this week. One of them we already know is a wild situation, but I'm gonna let Lace explain. <laughs> Man, listen, yo, listen. I'm I'm at. It's work. a wild situation, bro. I I'm saw the work, video. Minding my own business, trying to save the world from itself, and I see a video of an individual putting a hole in a ballpark glizzy to drink a beer. Naked. A naked glizzy. Naked. Naked, <laughs> naked glizzy. But naked. Put it in a cup of probably ten dollar beer to drink it through. Now, Matt, I don't know if there are any beer drinkers who listen to this. Beer has a uh, uh, acquired taste if you drink beer. Sure. There are all different kind of flavors, this and that, and the third. But imagine drinking that through a glizzy straw. Uh, 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 oh my god! Hey, I know Yo, we talk a lot about that man on this podcast. That man needs to be that committed was wild, though. and given the electric chair immediately. There should be no trial. <laughs> there should be no trial. He should automatically get the death penalty and lethal eject- injection tomorrow. That so was, whoever he that is, was very it needs to happen. This that man said egregious. to execute this man by way of firing squad <laughs> expeditiously. Bro, please, that was very egregious. Bro. I'm not going to lie. Hey, bro, I want to tell the listeners. The joint that made it bad was he had a whole little system. Like he had a straw. <laughs> he had a he straw. Had a yeah, exactly. He was meticulous about the joint. Yeah, to make sure which means he did it before. He, hey, bro, that was at least his third or fourth time making a glizzy straw. At least, hey, at minimum. Hey, let me tell at you, minimum. I. If there's ever a reason to say defund the police, it's because they did not act sooner. Okay, he should have been arrested immediately. Bro. Matter of fact, if hey, I would have if I would have been at that game, I would have went and found a game administrator. Hey, he gotta go. <laughs> he gotta go. Come with me, please. Go. Hey, bro, I would have been pointing like right there, right there, sir. Him down there. Get that bed out of here. Him down there. Excuse me, ma'am, uh, miss. I like to report a sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me, please. <laughs> Yo, that was wild, though. I, I know I didn't see some stuff in my day, but that was actually wild. And, I, and everyone else knows it's wild because it done made every other single major media outlet on the internet. Everybody Facts. recirculating the video. Facts. Um, I almost I, what thought, I think I'm I almost, most concerned about... I'll just go say what I think I'm most concerned about is not that he actually made the glizzy straw, but if he ate the butt naked glizzy after the beer. Oh, he dogged that. I'm sure. Oh, you know, he just picked that drink up with a fist and and bucked that drink. First of all, look, we've all been to a professional game together. We know how much a glizzy costs. A glizzy is ten off top. The beer probably he's he spent probably twenty two just to put a hole to make a glizzy straw. (laughs) And he and he sucked the inside of the glizzy (laughs) out of the straw. (laughs) I know he ate that glizzy. I know he ate that joint, bro. Oh, bang that joint. Oh, my God. 
Drew know the method. He must have made himself a good nah, bro. I saw it. I looked at that joint a couple of times. I said, bro, this is a heinous act against society, bro. Hey, no cap. I almost called Elliot and Olivia. I said, this is an SVU case, yo. We got <laughs> this is an SVU case, bro. Like, I don't yeah. shoot, bro. Hey, yo, oh. anybody that's listening, hey, go ahead and take the SVU uh, theme music, bro, and make a montage out of that joint for me. You're going to go yeah, viral, yo, bro. That was a Free crime, game. bro. That was a Hit that joint. Boom, boom. Dun, 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 Real talk. That's um, crazy. Y'all cast man. I will. Oh, I will man. never, ever, ever. Drew eat a glizzy ever again. The glizzy meat. <laughs> the straw. I, the straw, bro. I said I know this nigga did not do that, bro. I know he did not do that, joint, bro. Oh my god, that joint was wild, bro. <laughs> Yo, they the Bible says strange times are upon us, bro, and we are there. Yo. I need the rapture today. I saw that. I said, "Yo, today ain't, ain't no saving that. Ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way." Oh man, yeah, I definitely want to follow up to that, bro. I need a follow up. Mm, I need a follow up on the logic. I hope the dude makes a statement or something on the internet to defend himself. Hey, it's no. Twitter, bro. They would they would have found, bro. They probably already know where my man live and what his social is, bro. Oh yeah, most, talk, that's man. just the way of the world. Real talk. He he needs. Yeah, I need to a be statement. On, or something. Uh, I need clarification. Needs- he needs to be on um, uh, Predator list, bro. I'm sorry. Anybody doing that in public in front of 30,000 hey, people, hey, he's bro, a Predator, Chris Han- bro. Hey, I'm going to call Chris Hansen tonight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Chris Hansen tonight, bro. <laughs> Say, excuse me, sir. Bro is a Predator, yo. I don't care what right, what's, what's going on? What did you think you were going to do tonight? <laughs> Dude like, definitely I needs to talk was... to. He, he definitely I... needs to talk to somebody. If that's a regular practice for him, bro, he needs to talk to somebody. Yes, he needs yes. to meet my a, friend a, Jesus LPC. Yes, he need, definitely needs an LPC. Yes, <laughs> a counselor or something. Or he needed he needed Drew Method and visit the the pharmacy side of CVS and give his name and birthday. <laughs> hey, get your and name get, and date and get of birth, something bro. to take care bro. of that situation. Hey, bro, hey. That, that might be one of my favorite reels that or shorts that we ever did was. How do y'all deal with anxiety? Um, I pull up in the driveway and I tell the young lady my birthday and I get my drugs and that's how I deal with my anxiety. Hey, that's how I do it, bro. The nice young lady asks me what my name and date of birth is. She just says, I'll be right back at one moment. She gives me my little white bag. I go on about my business. That's it. Go on about your business. Take two of these. Call me in the morning. God, so what's man, the other bro. F in line? I know you F in line. Go ahead, Drew. So, yo, um, I guess it was. Yeah, it was actually. It went viral last Monday. Um, there was a black woman who, um, I, you know, she still is a therapist, but um, she was a therapist working for a company. And she made a TikTok that ultimately got to Twitter and it went viral. Um, she allegedly was saying that black men lack emotional intelligence and that black men need to go to therapy, um, that women were not going to uh, no longer accept our dusty behavior. And that there was a report out that black men are as lonely as, as, the, as, as lonely as they've ever been. So it literally like devolved into this war between black men and black women on Twitter. And it was like, it was really, really bad. Some of the joints was funny. Some of the tweets was funny, but the majority of it was like really bad and really disheartening. And I think, for me, the reason why I know you effing line is that she said 90% of her clients were black males. So how are you going to bash black males 
when 90% of your client base is black males. Or black males. Somebody heard her, bro. That's make it make sense. Somebody, somebody heard her, her bro. Yeah, somebody, somebody. Make it so, make sense. So then what followed was, of course, you know, when somebody is offended on Twitter or a mass group is offended on Twitter, they end up doxing her. And for the listeners, doxing is basically like finding out who that person is, where they live, where they work. And in quick uh, succession, they found it. Um, another black woman ends up writing an article, uh, which is in the national news. And this girl ends up having like all of these national articles written about her. Mm. I'll be honest. And I'm just saying this and I, and I know, you know, I'm going to be biased because I'm a male. Her video was kind of reprehensible for a professional. Sure. And it goes to the point that depending on your career choice, you can't just do anything you want and expect there not to be a repercussion from it. Right. Um, you know, she was, you know, smacking her behind, you know, calling women, this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. So she got fired. Like, her job fired her. Um, and she's blaming black men for her being fired. And I think, just to be real, it's just a double standard, dog. Like, it's just a wild double standard. So, what's the double standard about it? Line. I was about to ask that. What's the double standard? I think that, one, I think it's wildly egregious to say that black men lack emotional intelligence. I, I just think that's a wild statement. Oh, for sure. You, you I think it's a wild that. generalization. Yeah, 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 you, can't, yeah. you can't say that. Um, and if you're a therapist, you know the if you are a licensed and trained therapist, you know the harm in making wild generalizations like that. Like that is literally an oxymoron for you to make a statement like that. But then it just puts into practice that black men like myself who do engage in therapy, you know, it's seen as a it's seen as a as a detriment as opposed to if a woman goes and gets therapy, you know, she get healing or whatever the case may be. But based off her video, we need it so we can learn how to make lives better for women not necessarily engaged in healing ourselves. So it's just really just a double standard. You know somebody mean business when they walk into a conversation and say reprehensible. You know that. Hey, that, Lace. Uh, you right. know <laughs> that I mean business when I say your behavior was reprehensible. Like, yo. I'm not going to lie to you. I did a quick Google search on the definition just so I could keep in line with the conversation. <laughs> Because I didn't know that that's the part of the conversation we was at when we was using SAT words to, to talk tonight. Your behavior was reprehensible, so it's. A, I wasn't. It's a I wasn't ready. You for can't that. come back from that. You can't come back from that. So what was her? What was the? What was the context or reason why why she would come out and say say such a thing? If ninety percent of her clients are black men, how could she say such a thing about you know them lacking emotional intelligence and all that other type of stuff? If if they're actually if she has experience with black men that are she actually benefits pursuing from healing and their, understanding, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know what I'm saying? She said that because uh, it's no longer where women cannot financially provide for themselves. So women can financially provide for themselves and make themselves come. So they don't need men in our dusty behavior. So we're going to have to step it up if we want to not be lonely anymore and go to therapy so that we can learn how to be better emotionally available for our partners or our girlfriends. Or what does, what does that, that have to do with men? What does that I mean? Do? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> hey, hey, Troy, will you do the edit? Please go ahead and drop a link, bro. I promise you, dog. That is literally the video. She was like, the women are not going to take our dusty behavior anymore. She's like, don't you want to communicate better with your? B-? Like she, like that's that's what she said. That's like, the double standard that I didn't understand. Right, like that, like okay, so men need to be better, but you gonna call women bees? Like, like how? No, bro. Here's the double standard. The double standard is I go to therapy for me. I don't go to therapy for somebody else, bro. Why men got to go to therapy to make lives better for this, that, and the third, as opposed to I need to work through my own stuff. Mm-hmm. But when women mm-hmm. go to therapy, 
oh, it's for healing and this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. You want me to take my therapy sessions that I'm paying a $25 copay for, for <laughs> accountability, but you don't, I'm not going to take no accountability. You're not, nah, bro, that ain't how it work, bro. I have two statements to this. And one of the first statements is we already know why that's a thing, first of all, because we talked about it before. And everyone believes that the men are here to serve everyone else. Mm. Men are here to serve and to not be served. Everyone believes that we are here to work for everybody else, protect, provide and serve. That's what men's jobs are. That's why everyone believes that. That sounds like a police officer and that's not me. So so I don't know where that came from. That is exactly what people expect us. And we all know that that uh, a lot of times manhood is a thankless job, and that's why you feel that way, and that's why they would say that. That's the first thing I'm going to say. The second thing I'm going to say to that is I believe that because more men are actually pursuing mental health and therapy and counseling, that they are choosing to be single because they are now more aware of their emotional intelligence and toxicity and the things that they don't want to deal with in their lady counterparts. So I believe that there are a lot of men that are actually choosing to be single versus having to deal with toxic women and just for the exchange of butt cheeks or whatever. So I don't think that men are single because women don't want to be with them and engage in them and stuff like that. I think men are willfully choosing to be single. And by so I'm just, and by I'm single that out there. and by single you mean not necessarily like not in a committed relationship. Okay, not, I got not, you. not saying single in the sense of foregoing fornication. I'm saying single in the sense of <laughs> I'm not making this a <laughs> you know I'm so saying, I want to be better emotionally but I'm still gonna sling this is, is pretty much exactly it's basically it it's basically it yeah but what drew said because they're going that most of them are going for them i don't think it's mm. you know they might get the push from somebody else to say hey you need to work on yourself or you know you need to go see somebody something like that but ultimately they're going for themselves mm-hmm. which know? is the wrong so reason it, to it, be in therapy in the first place if you're going doing it for someone else that should solely be about you bettering yourself your journey your evolution um addressing issues trauma whatever um or even just to have someone to talk to to relieve stress etc so it has nothing to do with anyone else it should be about for you agree to disagree i agree and disagree i agree and disagree because i think sometimes we get so focused on the intent about why somebody is doing something versus focusing on the fact that they're actually doing it to begin with so if it takes me or someone else starting counseling because of someone else's benefit if they find what they needed to find about themselves when they get there who cares if they went because someone else encouraged them to go or they started off going for somebody else you know like it should be for them but if it takes that to get them there and then they figure that out later i you know what i'm saying i don't necessarily but at the core, it's still, a, the the core still it. about you. I mean, you can go right. for someone, but at the core of it, it's still about, but that goes back to who we are as a people. We all, we generally worry about the wrong things in a lot of different situations, whether it's work, personal, et cetera. We are concerned and consumed about stuff that's really trivial and irrelevant when it's solely about what's in between our ears and developing ourselves. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. so two points to that before I, before I lose it, but Mel and Lace, I think y'all both are agreeing because I think the piece is, is that it doesn't matter what gets me in the session. It doesn't matter what gets me on the couch, so to speak, right? The mm-hmm. only thing that matters is, is that, like, for example, I've gone in therapy and I've talked about, like, my relationship issues. And my therapist has literally said, well, I don't know them and I have and I cannot talk to them, but this is about you. Right. We can work on how you respond, mm-hmm. how you feel, what you mm-hmm. internalize. So I can't go into a therapy session and say, therapist you know, I think I don't like black women. What what can I do, doc? Like, no, bro. Like, that's not the point of therapy. And that is, that is honestly, the, and, and, and what the wild part is, is that 
I think that what was scary for me is, is that there's a lot of young cats, especially like in my previous career choices that I encouraged. I was like, yo, man, like, it's nothing wrong to go talk with somebody. Mm They're going to end up talking to somebody like that Mm -hmm. who really feels that way on the inside Mm -hmm. and they're not going to get the proper assistance that they need. I think the other issue was, is that, and this is, I'm just going to keep it a buck. There's a double standard about in regards to men and women taking accountability. Now, this young lady has blamed black men for why she was terminated. Ooh. And I'm like, and that's the piece I'm not, talking about. Right. All right. You yeah. ain't say that part. Where, where does that part come in? So she ends up, first of all, she ends up posting like a half assed apology. Then she ends up posting again a third time when she gets fired. And she basically says, because black men called in, et cetera, et cetera. And while that may be true, the issue is, it's still the video that you posted. Correct. It was your decorum Correct. and it was your demeanor Correct. on the video. You can't smack your behind. You can't call women. Can't call men dusty. And then expect to have a job. Now, if you work for, if you want to be like Talbert Swan, and you want to talk about, you know, white folk all day and white people say, I'm going to call, I'm going to call you a boss. He's like, you can go ahead and call my church, but they already know this is how I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so th- th- there's nobody that I have to answer to unless you're self-employed. You have to carry yourself in a way that is not going to get you terminated. Factory. And there was no accountability in that young lady's voice about I acted in a way that if I was somebody's employer and I saw them acting like that, I either would fire them or never hire them in the first place. Mm-hmm. So this, again, is is black men's fault somehow, mm. <laughs> some way. But like you said, it definitely goes back to the lack of accountability. Um, I was dealing with a situation at work, individual, um, essentially put their hands on somebody else and it was all about what that person did. Well, you got, you, you control yourself and what you do. So, you know, touching someone, creating a hostile work environment, whatever the case may be, that's on you. That ain't on nobody else, but people literally cannot, it don't compute. They can't see. Well, I thought, I thought assault was this. Look, if I walk up to you and I put my hand on your shoulder, that is assault. That is assault. If you don't want it, that is assault Mm -hmm. by definition. Mm -hmm. So you do the math. I mean, it's not that hard. I actually hate how loose of a term assault is, by the way. I just like to throw that out there. We know. I, agree I, I would whoever. expect nothing less, man. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree with whoever that was that you were talking this to. I do dude. think that assault well, just like is that a very individual, if it, if, if it was you, we would be having that conversation and we thank you for your service. <laughs> we're going to walk you out and turn oh. in your keys at the door. <laughs> You go tell the person, cut their email off and they badge immediately. Immediately. <laughs> so and Drew, I'm gonna go back to my office, drink my drink my hot latte, and keep my knee <laughs> So Drew, are you saying the double standard is on the perception of men and women going to counseling or the lack of accountability between men and women when handling issues? Or are you saying both both and? Both of them. So why do you feel like the, um, and this is because you're someone who frequents therapy, not in a bad way, but because you're more open to it than most people. Why do you feel like the double standard exists at all to begin with? If everyone's always preaching to black men about protecting their mental, protecting their, you know, mental health and all these other type of things, why would you feel like they, or it's particularly women, because it's usually black women that are the ones preaching this to us to begin with, mm-hmm. to go see a counselor and stuff. Why do you think that now that we're doing what they're telling us to do, that is seen as a negative? I mean, l- let's be honest. 
I think the real is, is this, is that it gets even to, um, for a micro level, we have to go all the way back to not men and women, but boys and girls. You'll oftentimes hear parents who are expecting, say, I hope I get a girl or I hope I get a boy rather because it's going to be easier. They say it's going to be easier because they feel like, well, I don't have to pay as much attention to the boy because he's going to be self-sufficient, but I have to pay attention to the girl. When in reality, that's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. Those are just societal standards that we put on boys and girls because we coddle little girls because we say that they need our assistance. Mm -hmm. But then we tell little boys like, don't cry or don't do this because you need to be a man. Mm -hmm. That ultimately ends up creating men who are not emotionally available and do not know how to access their feelings or quote unquote, don't have emotional intelligence. I think it comes back again from the double standard of if a man cries or expresses emotion, he calls himself or they, you know, women call him soft. You know, I, I literally, I was writing this just the other day. I really think that people just say things just to say them. They don't really think about what it is that they say before they say it. So black women oftentimes preach about like, you know, oh, black men, this black men, that they need to go get therapy. But then when a brother go gets, gets therapy, then you weaponize that and use it against him. Mm. Because in my mind, it's been told for me that this is how a man is supposed to act. Whether mm-hmm. I had a father in my life, whether I had a, pro- a proper male example, this is what society told me a man is supposed to be. So if you don't fall into these stereotypes, you're less of a man. Think about it. Man doesn't have a job. He's a bum. If a man doesn't do this, he's this. If a man doesn't do that, whatever case may be, that same standard is not applied to all genders or all races. It's just not. And that's just the real. So I think that there's a double standard as it relates to therapy is because in a real sense, no matter how you try to dress it up, going to therapy is asking for help. Mm -hmm. And I think that a black man saying that I'm asking for help is weaponized more against him than a black woman saying I need help. Mm. There's a double standard. And I know, you know, somebody on the podcast listening to podcasts who say we live in a patriarchal society. The world was created for men, et cetera, et cetera. Patriarchy actually does a harm to men and to women. I understand all of that. I understand all those schools of thought. But you cannot tell me that there's not a double standard for a black man who engages in mental health therapy versus a black woman. Because that black woman is going to be supported. She's going to be catapulted and she's going to be revered and honored for getting help or getting her healing. A black man who goes against counseling. No matter what anybody says, they're going to look at him differently. It's the same thing if a woman says that she's been assaulted versus a man saying that he's been assaulted. There's going to be a different approach and a different look against that. Men do not have the opportunity or the space to be vulnerable or to be weak or just to raise their hand and say, I need help. Mm. Mm. That, that yeah, was when a I, sound uh, synopsis. I, I, I was about to say this one a few times. I ain't been able to rebuttal this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> He had me catapulted and revered. I said, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that boy talking that talk tonight. Revered. <laughs> I I remember uh the one time that I came out and I uh I said something Pause. along the what? lines. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I go back, Troy. Let me go back. Troy. Go back. See how Troy. we went from <laughs> Catapult and revered to pause, just like that. Hey, hey look, that's, that's, Troy, that's my point. Troy, that Troy, let my me, point. Let, Troy, Troy, Troy. <laughs> let me give you a quick. Let me give. Let me give you a quick tip on public speaking and moderation, bro. You gotta pick your dramatic pause. Okay, you gotta know when to properly place that pause, bro. You said this remind me about a time when I came out. 
<laughs> it won't that long of a pause. It was not that long of a pause. It was not that long of a pregnant pause. You had a pregnant pause, bro. Pause was Ed pause was two weeks pregnant. It won't that pregnant. <laughs> it, it won't that pregnant. I did a video. Right, I did ahead. a video in which I said, you know, I'm going to counseling. And when I put that video out, um, you'd be surprised how many dudes like text me, DM me, like, hey, bro, uh, thank you for saying that. It get, it freed me. <laughs> Come on, man. I Come on, saying, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Your face said Mace it all. Is childish and immature. <laughs> They said it freed Lace me. Lace is childish and immature. Exactly. They said it freed me to be able to comfortably go to counseling because they mm-hmm. hadn't had anybody around them before to, I guess, men in, in particular, to come out and say, come to the forefront and say, um, I'm going to counseling. And so I, I think it's I think it's I think it's really important this uh what this young lady did. I'm not sure if she realizes it. But anyone who was on the fence of trying to figure out if they wanted to go to counseling and her proclaiming to be a counselor, hearing what she just said, it was like, oh, if counselors are like this, I ain't going correct, because they correct. they are wild. And they are, she doesn't realize this. Well, she might realize she weaponized those men who actually came to her for counseling and used them as a um, scapegoat, a, as a scapegoat in order to talk about them. And so I. I Thankfully, you know, the laws are supposed to protect those men. If she ever, ever come out and say and it, say their names or anything like that or specific situations, they can actually, you know, she can uh, receive repercussions for that. Um, but I, I can only imagine if one of those one of her clients actually saw that video, they would be like they would never go back again. Right. right. Because hey, of her. I'm writing the board of like directors that. immediately, bro. Right. I'm writing a stern and, letter to the board of directors and sliding. And since we're talking about double standards, it also creates a double standard from the lens of um, individuals who won't seek counseling because of that. That's also a double standard. All counselors are the same, if you will. You know what I'm saying? So it also mm. from the reverse lens um, creates a double, double standard that no, all counselors aren't like this. All counselors may not uh, hold this belief, but this one has essentially muddied the waters for others. However, let's let's put let's put the asterisk there that needs to be there. There is a that you're right. It is a double standard and a generalization. However, there's definitely a stronger stigma for a black man to get therapy than any other race. Oh, I mean, group. yeah, we, we can we can agree on that. Yeah, we can definitely mm-hmm. agree on that. But but Troy, to what you said, and I, you know, what I'm saying I'll be uh, transparent on the on the potty. Uh, this was like I can't remember. I, I want to say maybe it was like the third or fourth grade. And me and my brother, you know, we on the way back from my grandparents with my parents and we trying to catch SmackDown. I remember that was back when the joint was on UPN on Thursdays. Right, right, right. Hey, hey bro, Cass is old, bro. UPN <laughs> on Thursdays. Hey, bro. Um, <clears throat> on the way home, my dad is the type of guy, if somebody is on the side of the road, he's always going to stop. Like, no matter what, that's just who he used to be. Mm-hmm. And this time Troy is a better man than me. <laughs> he doesn't do it now. He don't do it now, but he used to. Troy, Troy, you remember this. It's where old Kelly uh, uh, uh Kelly's is now, but the old Taco Bell that used to be next to the gas station across from um where Win Dixie used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's out in Ridgeway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so right in front of there, 
we saw like a van that, so that I'm, was just I'm sorry. That sounded mad rural and country. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Troy, you remember that Taco Bell next to them three trees on the other side of the farm? That we used to be next? <laughs> no, I, I, I just had to throw that out there. Carry on, bro. Carry uh, on. Uh, but, um, but yeah, yo. Um, so anyway, there was like a van that was just like off in the middle of the street. So my dad, being my dad, he pulled. I mean, he pulled off to the side in the grass in the median, and was he was pissed dog you know hey troy edited his name out he was pissed dog because he was like yo man we trying to get back we ain't put the vcr to record it like he tight so immediately <laughs> he with my dad I, he was right <laughs> he was tight bro so my dad hollers back because the window is down i remember like it was yesterday it was a pathfinder he was like yo he says my mom's name tell drew don't look back so of course y'all already know what i did you look back <laughs> i look back Dude and his shorty had gotten into an argument. So he just says, you know what? Forget it. And he just jumped out the whip. Like, literally, while driving, he literally just jumps out the whip. Mm. So he's he was darker skin, you know what I'm saying, complexion. But all I see is just white and red. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, when he hit the road, like he, like, he skidded on the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was blood and just air, flesh everywhere. So I'll never forget. I couldn't sleep for weeks after that, dog. Like I was like, I was like bothered. Like I was staying in the bed with my mom and my dad. And they did something which was wild in the late 90s. <laughs> they took me to a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I and so like, so to me, gro- my dad was a guidance counselor. So to me, going to therapy has never been like an issue because it's just like it's normal. Now I joke, my mom and my dad said now they were like, yo, nigga, you wouldn't get out the bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what was we supposed to do? We was going to take you to somebody to get some help. So, I, so Troy, to your point, anytime somebody is a man and they talk to me, they like, y'all don't know about going to therapy. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> go to therapy, bro. Right, like, right. there's nothing wrong with the joint. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just grateful because of my privilege that my parents had enough foresight to be like, yo, this is an issue. We're not equipped to handle this issue. Let's go to a professional that's going to help my child work through this. Yeah. So I would tell any man, any teenager, anybody, any male, there's nothing wrong to go talk to somebody. Like we literally do that joint all the time, whether it's a friend or whatever the case may be. What's the difference between going to go talk to a friend and somebody who's gone to school to understand the human mind and to help you overcome your obstacles? It's mm. nonsense. Mm-hmm. Why would you not take the help if it's there? Mm. And if you don't have insurance or you don't feel like um, you got the money to do it, there are plenty of programs now that are funded from COVID funding to get you therapy for at least six sessions so that you can get somebody to talk to. You just got to Google the joint. Hey, we helping somebody today. Somebody going to get free. Somebody going to get free. Somebody getting free. Somebody getting free. Hey, Drew, you talking tonight, though, bro. Welcome to the party, bro. (laughs) <laughs> we've, been, we've, been, we've been waiting on you, bro. The community been waiting on you. Oh, <laughs> no, that's real though. That's definitely real. Definitely real. No, that's it. That's uh, I think Drew. That's that's actually a testament to what parenthood can be sometimes because we talk about it all the time. You know, like there's no, there's no. I mean, there are parenting books, but there's no book for parenting. Honestly, yeah, no you know what I'm saying? Like no we all playbook. figuring it, we all figuring it out and every child is different. And I think that just, you know, um, was the action of, of 
and I don't mean desperate in a negative way, but desperate parents, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what to do with my child. My child is in need. I know I need to do something though, you know, and it just happened to be the right something for you. So I think that that's also, you know, uh, something that was birthed out of necessity or need, uh, just based on the situation, you know, and not necessarily that everyone's parent would have been able to do that or say like, <clears throat> let's take this nigga to a counselor or something like that. So I think that <laughs> circumstances sometimes create, you know, <laughs> I hate lace, bro. Troy laughs. Yeah. I'm laughing I la- at Troy. I laugh. <laughs> Troy laugh because the way I explain it. it the way I explain you it. probably laugh. It, won't, it I, won't good, bro. Lace probably laughing because I couldn't get out the bed with my mom and my daddy. That's what Lace laughing because he's I, sick I like even, that. Hey, I ain't even go on that, bro. I ain't even go on that. Lace matured in certain areas though I didn't even go on that Nah that's real though because again a lot of people Like you said they don't have the capacity or even the tools To address the the need But the step is doing something Doing something different uh, To ensure that your child or whomever Is getting the the services that they need So nah it's a must We I think we all have had those experiences um, And it's about having the foresight And the 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 line of sight to make sure that we're doing what we need to do to provide those services or get those services. Mm. Hey, can we also, can I also say this real quick though, for anyone who might be listening to this and then decide to take their children to, you know, see somebody or something like that. Can we, can I also just say to don't just accept any diagnosis that somebody mm-hmm. might give you about your child? That's good. Yeah. Because that's real. You know, um, Especially the black ones. You take your child in there, you expect him to get fixed or something like that. They just gonna say this nigga needs some Ritalin and he need to sit down, mm-hmm. or this nigga's bipolar or something. Let me stop saying nigga. This this child is bipolar or or whatever. And you know, they just throw they just throw in, you know, medical terms on your child to medicate them, sure. you know, and all these other type of things instead of dealing with the root and dealing with the causes. For sure. You know, to the point where they might not need the medication at all. So what I'm saying is don't just accept any diagnosis. You know what I'm saying? That somebody gives. It's good to see a professional to get some kind of, you know, barometer, understanding, clarity, whatever around mm-hmm. the situation. But don't just accept whatever it is that they say, because if if you let America tell all the all the black kids got ADHD, got, yeah, you know, they that, they, yeah, yeah. they go see yeah, a counselor, yeah. they come out, they got a prescription, they got something. So don't just accept whatever stuff. it is. Give me that, the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Give me the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, that people are saying. And it's not that I would argue that kids don't necessarily have. ADHD, they're just not interested in what you're what you're giving them. Or the or the style of they can sit the style down of in front learning of a video yeah. game for eight yeah. hours. You know what I'm saying? They can sit in front of a video game for eight hours and be content. Yeah. You know, they can definitely sit down somewhere else for eight hours and be content. So it's it's take with a grain of salt. But you know, if you someone that's doing that, I just say don't just accept any diagnosis that somebody give you about your child. And My we don't wife. we don't live in a we don't live in an age where um, I know back in the day, uh, you know, parents would tried to give a kid a whooping or beat it out of him. Case in point, I remember when my dad, uh, he told the story, My actually my grandfather before he passed, uh, my dad was acting up in school, this, that, and the third. Um, teacher called and went and got him checked. And they the, obviously the doctor was like, he got ADHD. My grandma, when she was alive, um, literally beat him down and was like, oh yeah, we beat that out of him. He ain't got ADHD no more. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that 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 is not that is not the way to take a diagnosis. So please do your due diligence and find out what's going on with that individual. Take one trauma and treat it with another trauma. I I get it. I get yeah, it. Hey, have, it worked for me. That's how black people operate, bro. It works for me. Compounding trauma. Beat it right out of it. Beat it right out of it. It worked for me. He, he um, got it no more. He healed. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's so toxic, bro. That's so toxic. You know, my wife, she yeah, had so uh, toxic. She had a short stint of working in uh, the public uh, school system. And while she was working there, she was also working on her master's degree um, in counseling. And she witnessed how like day treatment would easily like give these little black kids medication throughout the whole day um, just so they can, quote unquote, be normal. Right. And right. we got to understand like society's normalities don't necessarily work for black culture because a lot of them. I, I, I and I don't know. I haven't done a, an extent study, but I, I I still don't believe society has caught up with learning exactly how uh, black society, how black culture, how black attitudes, how black uh, behavior actually is. Um, they've seen a lot of others, and so they're prescribing us based upon the diagnosis of them. And so I, I, I now I ain't gonna lie. Now, now it's, it's a couple kids. They need riddling, a whooping. Uh, they need a paddle. They need a, a racetrack. They need all of that. Now I'm not trying to not trying to put it past you on that, but not all of them need it though. Not well, all of them. Cocktail. There's definitely some, need some a bad cocktail apples. just to get through the day, walking around like a zombie <laughs> all day. Yeah, like walking dead. <laughs> and some some kids. There's definitely some of them, Troy. And some kids, honestly, they just need an opportunity to get some of their energy out. Mm-hmm. Like I know, for, I know for myself, man. Like sports helped me. Like I would be, <laughs> I would be cool, calm, and collecting class because I'm tired. Because coach made us run two miles yesterday at practice at the end of practice. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm coming in. I'm like, yo, I'm, I, I, I can't Joan. I can't joke today guys. Cause uh, I ain't got it in me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got, right, the, I ain't right, got the jokes right. in me today. So some, some opportunities, yeah. man, like some kids just need to get their energy out. And I, I, I praise those parents who, who are, who are road warriors, who, you know, who support their children and uh, support them in you know, sports and stuff like that. Um, because it gives them an opportunity to have an outlet and help them. Or I mean, and, and the other the other barriers that um, kids face. I mean, what if little Johnny ain't ate in a day? You know what I'm That's saying? True. Or he didn't. The I only mean, food he get is at school. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's it's all kind of factors that oh, you Lord, have to ask. Into Drew. You have to ask additional. <laughs> you have to ask additional questions uh, because all of that that plays a role. All of that plays a role. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We turn it, we, t- we find all these anecdotal situations the the point one percent out of all the community to talk about right now. Real talk. I mean, hey, real but life. I would definitely tell people, um, give your children exploratory options, especially so you know they are exposed to non traditional careers. Um, you know, you talk to kids and you ask them, you know, what jobs do they know about? Social worker, teacher, police officer, doctor. They don't know anything else. You know. I could be, or they know NBA player, they know music artists. There's so many different opportunities that they could take advantage of. But for real, um, especially for black children, there's not a lot of opportunities for them just to have some exploratory options. You don't know you like something or you have a knack for it until you ex- explore it. So if you have a child that's different and they have an interest in something that may not necessarily, you know, you think is a real job or something that's beneficial. Um, you owe it to your child for them to have that opportunity to just explore to see if they like it. And if they don't, cool. And if they do, you've given your child an outlet so they do have something to focus on yeah. and they have something to look forward to. Yeah. Hey, 
And what is a real job anyway these days? That's what I was about to say. That they no told us job. we need to be doing. We was a kid. I see hey, people bro. making millions of dollars doing stuff that I would have never hey, thought. Hey, from, hey, from a straw. I seen it from a straw, bro. Like, bro, hey, the little thought? massage business has been looking kind of uh, man. Who you <laughs> telling? Yo? I, I got the oils. They I'm didn't show that career day. I would have been in line if they showed Look, that, that I, career I, day. I already got a name and everything <laughs> for my business. <laughs> I don't remember that being one of the options. That yeah, career Bell was like, so Mel, where would you like to go today? I I'd like to go over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's real. Sign me That's real. I got a business. Sign. I got a business proposition already lined up, boy. Trying to tell you. <laughs> so, Mel, since we talking about kids, last episode we talked about uh, your son and NBA 2K. You have an update on uh, that conversation you had with my <laughs> man. <laughs> Look, he because 2K, the game. He's 2K, saving his money. 2K about to drop in a week or two, right? On the 9th. Yeah. Okay. The day before his birthday, it dropped on the 9th. So, he, that's, he's saving his money. He's saving his money. And I actually, I think that he got the point because I, I got Madden the other day, Madden 23 drop. I got Madden. He saw me playing it. He was like, oh, you got Madden 23 as if in a tone that says you did, you got it. Oh, you got it. Oh, so you got Madden 23. So I'm like, yeah. So then he uh, was like, uh, can I can I get Madden 23? I was like, so you want to I was like, you want to use your $50 that you got left to get the game? I was like, I'll buy it for you. And then he was like, no, nah, I hold on to my money until two K comes out. So I think that he's starting to, you know, see it my way or whatever like that. So, Life lesson. Hey, bro. You know, I was about. Hey, bro. I was about to have you tight, bro. You already know I'm emotional, bro. So you told me that story. I was like, let me go ahead and pre-order that joint for my man's, bro. Nope. I was like, yeah, that joint gonna <laughs> nope. be right there, bro. I said, Mel gonna be pissed, bro. <laughs> Don't do it. He gonna get the digital version anyway. That who who uses disc anymore? So it only I'm old, bro. I want my bro. That's taking up too much space, bro. I want to go in the store and I want to see some teenager at GameStop sell me my game, bro. (laughs) It ain't even a teenager no more. It's forty year old men with. (laughs) Hey, Hey, bro, stop. Stop. Hey, it's finna be me. It's finna be me. I'm finna work at GameStop myself, so I get that a bunch of Troys in there, exactly. With beanies halfway hanging off the back of their head. Wearing, wearing Dragon Ball Z shirts. <laughs> wearing Dragon Ball Z t-shirts and a short sleeve button up with an open so you can see the graphic tee. Carpenter jeans and Vans. And a pocket knife. Don't forget the pocket knife. <laughs> and a pocket knife. So I can- and Drew laughed because he knows that's every manager that's ever managed a GameStop. All the costume. It's like they got a costume. It's like the costume is in the back where you get here. Put it on. <laughs> And I stopped messing with GameStop when they started passing out pawn shop prices when you go to trade stuff in. That's when I stopped messing with GameStop. That's real talk. Take a whole PS4 in that joint. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you $40 for the $40. $40. Nigga, <laughs> for two controllers, the system and the games, nigga. Hey, before you sell hey, your man, PS4, you go walk I'll in, keep my stuff. Before you sell your PS4, you go walk in and my man me. got a Legend of Zelda shirt on, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pushing Mario Kart I'm, games. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear a little man. Uh, uh, seemed like he caught the, he he caught the knowledge you was trying to drop on him. I, I'm glad to hear that. 
Um, are they still are they still trash talking him, or is he did he get his stats up? Oh yeah, they still trash talking. I hear him in there screaming. <laughs> I hear me I hear him in there screaming. They still they still trash talking. Hey, I got hey, I got to take my wins and losses, bro. What a time, bro! <laughs> I made progress in some areas and I didn't make it in others, bro. Oh, hey, bro, what I a hear time. him in there being emotional, being young, bro, hollering at, at randos on <laughs> on gaming, on on, bro, on gaming servers, bro. <laughs> well, we what did, a time, bro. We did that too. We did that too. We won't play the game. I know, we, bro. We was in we was hey, in look, um website chats cussing people out that we didn't know. Nah, bro, I was on Call of Duty. <laughs> I was on, on AIM rooms, instant bro. messenger going at it with going ham like, on hey. instant messenger. <laughs> A slash S slash L. But you got to know you got to know where you where you where you can thrive and prosper. <laughs> and I know the gaming life Young is kids not don't for even me. know what that is. I know that is not for me because I've got on Call of Duty one time. Mel trashed me so bad. I didn't even picked up my, my console <laughs> collecting dust. I said, look, I suck at this. I am terrible. I want to get, get back good. Get this man good. out of here. Boo this man. I'm actually surprised. Boo this man. Boo this man. I'm actually surprised that Mel got back my on Madden said, because I remember at one point. Scalpel. I remember, I remember one time Mel... Um, <laughs> Mel had to go to counseling for playing Madden, so I'm surprised that he got hey, back bro. on it. I literally took a two-year hiatus from Madden, and I was on strike because I said, until they fix this game, I'm not playing it no more. <laughs> and I, I have been playing Madden since I was, a, like, got to be 11, 12 years old. Sega. I'm talking about from Sega Madden until next you gen Madden. Madden. You talking about when Madden was actually on the Madden. cover. You talking about when Madden. When it was when, on the cover. John Madden. 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 Madden was in block, for, in block form, and it was grainy. <laughs> That's how long I've been playing Madden, bro. So <clears throat> when I the last okay, I'm gonna tell on myself the last the reason why I quit playing Madden for a while is because at the tender age of 30 something, I broke a controller and I'm too old <laughs> to be breaking controllers. And it was a fit of rage because I was playing, and the crazy thing was I wasn't losing when I broke the controller. That's how I knew that I was done playing Madden because I was winning. It was the fact that I was playing, I always I only played the Falcons, y'all know what it is, rise up. And the principal. I was playing against the Ram. I was playing against the Rams and I was winning. And I had a nice little pass, little slant drain with Julio Jones. I'm flying up the field with Julio Jones. Anybody that's ever seen football before knows that there's no way in hell that Aaron Donald would be able to chase down Julio Jones from behind. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. Aaron Donald chases me down from behind and ankle tackles me before I score a touchdown with Julio Jones. I broke the controller. I lost all control of myself <laughs> through the controller <laughs> across the room. Broke the bookcase, the bookshelf, controller. I threw the controller so hard it was in it was in pieces. It was like in fragments. That's how you knew how hard I threw the controller. Hey, and bro. to make it even worse, Sharita gonna come out the come out the room and realize what I was doing and make the situation worse. She like, you a grown man and you in here breaking controllers <laughs> and all that. You need to grow. You need to whatever whatever. That's the last thing I needed to hear at that moment. I'm lucky I didn't break the other controller from listening to her run her mouth. I just wanted her to leave me alone. So after that, I said, I'm not playing Madden no more until they fix this game. And then this year, I saw that they made a bunch of patches and fixes. So I said, I'm going to run it. I watched the gameplay, whatever. I got back on the game. And they did fix 99% of the stuff that I was pissed off hey, about. Bro, before, as so. great as Aaron Donald is, there is no way <laughs> in hell, bro. <laughs> that he would chase he might down chase Julio, Julio down now. He yeah. might chase him down now, but you know, back then, no. But man, I got a question. Prime for Julio you. Jones, no. I got a question for you. So you talked about little man and his experience with the virtual play. How much of your 
actions do you think has spilled over into him and how he sees some of that? Hundred percent. Gotcha. It's all me, bro. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So there are certain things that Sharita be saying that I need to check with him, but then I say that I can't say because I'm also an offender of. Mm -hmm. So I know that he gets his gameplay spirit from me. So his rage, like screaming. He's better than me because he that he actually hasn't broken control or nothing like that. But I can hear sometimes when he like slams his fist down on the dresser or kicks something or like I hear him in there, but I just I try to be like, hey man, you gotta calm down. <laughs> right. I try to talk to him, but I be like, I can't say too much because I be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm playing, if I get pissed, I'll mm -hmm. I got transfer mm -hmm. that energy somehow. I dig it. So I dig it. I definitely think that this is that's definitely one of them situations where kids are practicing uh Watching what you do and not listening to what you say, because mm. he got he got all that from me. Mm. I dig it. Mm -mm -mm. I dig it. So what's the moral this of the story? We, I was about to say the same thing, bro. We were talking about healthy counseling and all ended up on Madden in the sticks. Don't be a contributor to the double standards. I mean, I think that's Ooh. that's part of it. And mm -hmm. don't um, don't make glizzy straws. I mean, those are two. Do two not make a glizzy away. straw, bro. Hey, you should be shunned from society Man, after listen. making a glizzy straw. Yes. Hey, Drew, give us the benediction, bro. You was you was preaching tonight, and you dropped hella gems, so you gotta close this out, bro. Hey, I would definitely the doors of the church you, are open. <laughs> I would. Hey, I definitely say you to be magnanimous to yourself, be forgiving and generous to yourself, and I think that um, part of that is taking care of yourself. Uh, not only physically and financially, but also mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Um, too often we forget that. And so, you know, not to be discriminatory as, or exclusive, but to the men listening to this podcast, take an active investment in yourself and your mental mm -hmm. health. Um, we just came out of Ooh. not, we're still in a pandemic. Um, still in a and we will not, we will not know the true effects of the pandemic until our children write about it in the history books. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it would behoove you to go and talk to somebody who's a licensed professional counselor. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with that, first off, talk to somebody that you trust first or reach out to somebody that you know might have embarked upon that journey. Um, you know, I think in regards to just the mission of the podcast, every man has to do that ugly work, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and asking yourself why you do the things that you do. Um, and part of that comes through therapy. So, be uh, forgiving and generous or magnanimous to yourself um, and make tomorrow uh, the first opportunity that you make a true investment in yourself. Uh, invest for in your yourself. Livelihood. That's a word right there, bro. Invest in yourself. Because at some uh, point you got to stand word. on your own too. You got it. It's, it's, it's only you. You got to. It's only you. It's you versus you, you all day, every day. So you got to invest in yourself. What the famous what the famous artist say? He said, "I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to make a change." A change? Yes, Wait. sir. Yes, sir. Hey, and on that note, man, this has been the Manly D's podcast. And until next time, yes, sir. We out. Yes, sir.